Good to go? Good to go. Blowing hot air out of the back end of Tokyo, it's the Japan What Podcast. I'm Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We're here to discuss the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insight. Zero insight indeed. A totally original show, no matter what anybody says. <laughs> wow. All right. How's everything going? Oh, well, I had a baby scare. Baby scare? My yeah. goodness. My, uh, my wife. Yes. <laughs> Not the uh, My wife came back from Australia. Okay. She had a baby scare. She's like, my period's late and I don't know if I'm pregnant or not. Oh, okay. How and long was she in Australia? That's the real question. She was in Australia for like three days. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. If it was like into the weeks and months, I... Mm, yeah, yeah be, sure. I wouldn't be wearing this ring right now. Okay, fair enough. All <laughs> right, good. No. Was, it's not baby delight? Well, we were talking about it, like, what are we going to do? Should yeah. we reschedule our plans? And she's like, oh, I got to go to bed early. I don't know what's happening. I'm not going to have a drink tonight. And then today she wakes up and she's like, I have a super period. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it was just a late period. Okay. So is this a cause for, was this disappointment or just... Re- yeah, a little bummer. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear We're kind of getting a little older and trying to have kids is more difficult, oh. but we had to lead rich lives before having children, yep. so we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, um, I hope in the future um, you are plentiful and... Well, uh, go forth and multiply. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Some ragamuffins. First, we talk about birth. Unfortunately, uh, I next uh, we'll talk a little about death. Uh, this was not. Yeah, that's true. Not a good week uh, for I won't say heroes, but my childhood uh, influential figures in the media. How's that? Yeah. Um, there were four passings actually of people that I used to regularly watch in TV. Uh, I don't know if you ever know, uh, if you've heard of uh, Philip uh, McKeon, that's right, Philip McKeon. He played the child in uh, The Son in the this old sitcom, Alice. Did you ever watch that one? Yeah. Yeah. I have. Died at 55. And then, um, uh, do you know Rene, uh, what is it, Aubergenois? Rene Aubergenois. The yeah. name sounds familiar. Um, he actually was in Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I like that show. He played Odo. The Jewish guy. I don't know, actually. I'm With not the Ferengi? The, no, not the oh, Ferengi. Oh, the shapeshifter. The shapeshifter guy, yeah. And he was... The uh, Ferengis are the Jews, by the way, in the, in the Star Trek universe. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is that a fan theory, or is that canon? I think that's my own theory. Okay, Because they're, right. they're always like these shifty businessmen with big noses and... And they're always trying to wheel a little and deal. bit of a stretch in the modern age, but okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, Rene, I actually first saw him in the sitcom Benson. If you ever watched that one, no. Uh, okay, We're, I'm from Canada, and I grew up in the in the sticks, so I didn't have cable or anything. So. Oh no, it was a regular. It was, uh, I think, it was on ABC. Actually, I didn't, have, I didn't have ABC. Didn't have ABC. No. Wow. These were uh, the three main channels when I was growing up, listeners, so uh, bear with me. It's a, it's a different day and age. Um, Marie Fredrickson passed also. She was from the band Roxette. Oh, yes. This was kind the of Swedish. a bummer. I was listening to some okay. Roxette earlier this week, too. Oh, okay. They were fun. I really loved them. I, uh, it was, uh, I was That's in... what everybody says, by the way. Yeah. Nobody has a bad thing to say about this band. Well, you know what? Um, one, I love their music anyway. It was really catchy. It was really fun to dance to. Um, poor woman. She died at sixty. She had cancer. She had a. She was battling cancer, I guess, for twelve years before she passed. It's a long time. That to is battle a cancer. really long time. That's a uh, rough. And she had an amazing voice. So, um, rest in peace, Marie. Um, yeah. And then Take finally, her easy in the big blue. Yeah. Um, Danny Aiello. Can you believe it? Who's that? Oh, um, uh, from like, do the right thing. He was. Uh, oh yes, yes. Is that? And uh, he's played like. Uh, Do uh, the right things. That movie by Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah. 
he had a really good part in Two Days in the Valley. I don't know if you ever saw that one as yeah, well. Yeah, wasn't that like a Tarantino ripoff? A little bit, yeah. That, yeah. that was the one. Charlize Theron made her, I think, her debut in that one as well. She's Those are the two ones I knew. She, she, but he was in, um, I mean, he went all the way back to a cameo in Godfather 2. So he's been in like every, like, um, one of my personal favorites that's not beloved is uh, Hudson Hawk. Um, and he was in that. He had a main role in that as well. What's I love Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk was an old uh, Bruce Willis uh, flick, actually from the '90s, I'd say. And it was supposed to be uh, Bruce Willis's big breakthrough role, but he had a few setbacks until he finally got hit uh, Die Hard, and then he became a action star. He is not well liked in the mu- in the in the biz world. A lot of people talk talk shit about him. Um, outside of Kevin Smith, I haven't heard too many people that talked too much trash. That's basically my whole point of reference. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, love Smith, but if it's the only one, I don't know. In any case, though, um, all of them rest in peace. Uh, you all had a profound effect on my childhood, which might explain a lot about people that know me. Okay. Moving on. Um, I've noticed that uh, there's uh, a few... Who are these people talking behind us? Bringing back memories. Eating franks and beans and grilled cheese sandwiches with the family watching a black and white TV. (laughs) The rotary dial phone rings and we all run to answer it because we don't know who it is and we're excited. That's right. And the cable is really long (laughs) and gets all tangled up. If you get too excited, you run with it and you get pulled off your feet like in a cartoon. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was so, a theme song from Alice, that, by the way. Yes, no, I, absolutely. That was a great. Um, yeah, Vic Tabak, too, also rest in peace. Um, by the way, um, do you hear talking, or is it just the voices in my head again? Right. I am, I'm hearing the voices in your head through the, uh, the podcast equipment here. Yes. What is going on? I think we have simultaneous interpretation um, for the International Forum Oh, wow. Really? So, so, oh, I see. So it, that explains this huge audience in front of us. That's right. Okay, so yes. they're actually observing and... and uh, We're sitting behind bulletproof glass windows. Ah, that explains it, And yes. people are gathered around us uh-huh. for miles. Yes. And the people in the next room are, are telling them what we are saying. Oh, I see. So... We're somewhat of a phenomenon. That's right. This is only our third episode. Amazing. That's, well, we're doing pretty good in the subs. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm wondering <laughs> how they translate Alice. And um, when the theme song played, did they sing it? Well, we're behind the window, but the audience was definitely in unison with the song. Yeah, I noticed There the was swing. even a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> they I was wondering what that sound. drummer... <laughs> yeah. This is what's known as theater of the mind, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he's he's been waiting for this chance for three episodes. Yes, three. <laughs> he was there for the first one. Just in case you guys know, I'm here. I got this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think it's a uh, Bonenkai season, and we, we're doing these podcasts in these um, rental studios, and yeah. it's it's they're so busy right now with year end activities in Japan that okay. it's really hard to find a room. Right, and we found this one and didn't know that they didn't have floor to ceiling walls. Walls. And yeah, we got, we got some sort of lesson going on in the next room. Ah, that's what it is. Sort okay. of bum bum out that theater of the mind. Yeah, Squash no, that no. cigarette out, threw it in the gutter, as Bye. reality often does. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's interesting. I was thinking about every time. At uh, least I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Wow, I was wondering. <laughs> um, it's Sunday. <laughs> no pants on Sunday. No pants Sunday. Uh, a practice we should all engage in. Uh, but every time we have to find a place, and it's not like it's uh, there's neon signs announcing it. It's usually a little bit out of the way. And I was every time it was like, it's it, it feels almost like it's a, not a podcast recording, but more of an intelligence test. How far quickly can you find the place in, in the you know given time? And um, I'm failing, by the way. I'm getting lost every time yeah. and uh, delaying the recording of the show every time. I do apologize for that. That's all right. No, thank you. 
But um, you were saying that it was because of Bonenkai season. Yeah, Bonenkai, year-end. It's a forget-the-party, and everybody is, everybody is engaging in this year-end activity. And I think that's even what's going on in the next room. It's like they're, f- they're finishing something up, and they're talking about some sort of plan for the next thing or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, in this case, um, interestingly enough, I have an article about Bonenkai, and I was wondering if uh, you'd be interested in hearing it. Not really, but let's do it anyways. All right, fair enough. Okay. Um, well, the one thing I found about interesting is... Um, I'm just a jerk on the podcast. That's, that's all my, right. That's my persona now. I think, well, it's, I mean, today's... How about today's episode? Okay. Fair enough? All right. All right. So let's go ahead with lifestyle, an article here um, from the I'm Japan... I'm a guy. T- I'm a jerk with no pants. That's my guy. <laughs> jerk with no pants, man. Okay. Yes. This one is from Sword of News 24, and it's called Jap- Japan's Bonenkai Parties Are the Worst Thing About the End of the Year. Here's how to fix them. In Japan, end-of-the-year parties are called Boninkai, which translates to forget-the-year parties, the idea that both good and bad things have happened over the past 12 years, but once you've made it to the end of the year, it's time to let go any negativity towards the unpleasant things and start fresh in the next year. So it's ironic that Boninkai, as often as not, end up adding one more memorably unhappy moment to a lot of people's lives just before the end-of-the-year buzzer. Why? Because it's normal for Japanese companies to hold Boninkai for their employees, but from the workers' point of view, they're actually being held hostage. Since, after working a full day at the office, they're then pressured to spend the rest of their night drinking and making small talk with their bosses and coworkers, including the ones they don't get along with. Granted. The upside is that generally the company covers the cost of the Boninkai, but that just makes the situation not only not fun, but also a waste of money. Why go to the trouble of planning and paying for an event that ostensibly is supposed to raise morale, but actually just makes a large percentage of the staff miserable? The whole thing is a frustrating exercise and illogic to many people. But in addition to thinking company Bonenkai don't make sense, Japanese writer and Twitter user Naoki uh, Matsuzawa also had uh, an, inter- an alternative that would be a win for everyone involved. After being contacted by an HR consulting firm looking for ways to make their Boninkai more fun, Matsuzawa suggested, in quotes, abolish the company's Boninkai system entirely, give each employee an envelope with 10,000 yen in it, tell them it's not very much, but please go have something nice to eat with this and shut down the office for the rest of the day at noon. This will help the workers feel satisfied with the company and they'll work harder as a result. 10,000 yen is definitely on the generous side, since the per-person cost of the average Boninkai doesn't quite get that high. Still, even a moderately priced meal at a pub with two hours' worth of unlimited drinks, the standard party plan in Japan can easily run you 4,000 yen or more, so it's definitely a lot of cash that Japanese companies could be channeling directly to employees instead. Online uh, commenters were quick to nod their heads in agreement with Matsuzawa's suggestion, perhaps hoping for the tweet to get enough buzz that their own bosses would hear about it, leaving reactions such as, This. This is exactly what salarymen really want. I really don't want to spend time with my co-workers outside of work activities. In addition to Boninkai, they also make us go to start-of-the-year parties and parties to celebrate the beginning of new projects. Why should I have to look at my boss's face even when I'm drinking? If my boss was cool enough to give us some extra cash and a day, half day off, I'd actually want to grab a drink with him. Unfortunately, with only a few weeks left in December, Matsuzawa's suggestion is unlikely to gain enough traction to prompt widespread social change and save people from getting stuck having to go to a company Bonenkai this year. Hopefully, it'll have an effect in years to come. Though, in, and, though and in the meantime... Here's a list of convenient lies to help you get out of this year's Boninkai. Um, those li- lies were not available with the article that I. Yeah, you downloaded. can imagine. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I have a disease. Yeah. My foot is rotting. Yeah. Um, I have to mm-hmm. uh, punish my mistress. They foreclosed my house. That's right. They, uh, my. Uh, I got to wrap up a bunch of puppies in a blanket and smash them with hammers. Oh, oh, graphic. <laughs> a- too much detail. All right. It's a good way to get out of a party, though. And, it would, and yeah. I not admit, be invited back. That for sure would be, uh, would, would get, if I was the boss, I'd let them out of the party. What do you think of this? What do you think of that suggestion? 10,000 yen, yeah, half day I'm off. I'm not surprised people are like, free shit, I want it too. Um, well. But uh, yeah. my company, we do, we don't necessarily have a bonen kai. Yeah. We have a no kai. 
Anokai, okay. Anokai, and that's at the end of the year at the office. Okay. We take over conference rooms and drink in them from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. and then go home. Okay. And what do people think in general? Everybody loves it. Okay. I even got invited to an early Nokai oh, right. by one of the executives. And okay. he has this really expensive Nihonshu. Mm-hmm. And he said, come a little bit early, but don't be late because these bottles are not so big. And there's going to be a few people there. Wow. So we got like these beautiful rooms in downtown Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And we can see Tokyo Bay from the rooms and the windows and everything. And we're on like high floors and things like that. That sounds amazing. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people just start bringing out pallets of beer yeah. and booze and nihonshu and mm-hmm. all this type of stuff. Yeah. So it's awesome. So yeah. the no kai for me is the way to go. And okay. then people do uh, bonen kais in their friend groups yeah, yeah. at the company and oh, things sure. like that. So that's that's the way we roll. And yeah. that's superior in my opinion because yeah. I get to drink for free at work and people are just like giving me beers at work. I think the... Uh, Isn't the, that hilarious? Yeah, kind of. And it's like, it's a nice building. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like right on the on the on the Tokyo Bay waterfront. Don't you think it's a little bit like uh, I don't know? Let's give him beer and see what happens, kind of thing. <laughs> Everybody's drinking. Yeah. Oh no. Every okay. It's not just me. It's okay. The entire building. There's like ten thousand people in my building. Oh really? And they're all getting trashed from three thirty in the afternoon on a Friday. Now, do you find that people? Um, I don't know how people normally react to you in general anyway, but are uh, people a lot friendly? React. Okay. They bring instruments into work. <laughs> <laughs> they just start shouting at yeah. me. No, people, people like me. I'm okay. very well liked. I was just uh, curious if, it, if with alcohol came courage to speak to you, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Of course. I did want to mention though that it was a um, Japanese man that suggested this. This was not a, a bunch of foreigners complaining again. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. you guys are doing it wrong. And the people agreeing were, I, I assume, were also Japanese. Um, but yeah, the I could netizens. I certainly feel their pain. I mean, uh, again, I would just say no, I'm not going. But, but. A lot of people, there's a lot of pressure to go, especially if your boss asks you in a way that you're not allowed to say no to. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be. I'd be down for that. Um, again, I don't have a huge problem with it, but um, yeah, some people just. It depends on the company. If you're yeah. miserable and you don't like your job and you don't like your boss, and now you have to like, it just adds to your misery. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who are in teams that they like. Okay. They they form like um, kendo groups together. That's and great. They, they compete against similar companies who yeah. also have kendo groups. So wow. you have company A kendo group fighting company B kendo group in like a in a kind of a, a fake tournament or something like that, and they post it up online and stuff like that. So. Wow. Your your company really does sound like the best case scenario. I mean, and seriously, I'm like that's great. It's that's amazing. I just kind of rarely hear things like that. Experiences yeah, like that. I'm, I, I don't know why mm-hmm. I have this position, but I really like it. Yeah. So I, 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 I yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. tells me what to do, which is also a good thing. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Bonenkai kind of blows. But basically, yeah. people get so wrecked, you know, they just start urinating everywhere. Uh, is that all it is? And then they leave? Yeah. Yeah. They just drown so much booze down their gullets and then urinate everywhere. That's bonehead guy. And that's okay. why they forget because they don't want to, like, remember peeing everywhere. Yeah. That would, if I did that, I'd, I'd definitely want to forget it. Yeah. 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 When they wake up, you know, in a... In a sea of transvestites, <laughs> I, I have I've yet to have the pleasure, really. But uh, but perhaps. Okay, let's move on to high or not high. High or not high. High or not high. I like it. I like our new theme, <laughs> the new, yeah. this new segment theme. Um, well, as a musician who yeah. has a degree in journalism, I yeah. feel like I have some sort of um, qualification to do a podcast about news and music. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's good um, that one of us is qualified. <laughs> okay. 
Number two. I'll, I'm going to start. I have two higher, not highs. Okay. Mm, okay, I'll do this one. Um, activism vowels. Activism vowels. Okay. All so right. basically, most of the news is just activism now. Yeah. Okay. And um, I noticed that when they when they want to promote the, yeah. the cause, they say words that have like lots of vowels in them. Oh, okay. And they're like interesting in the in the LGBT struggle in Sarajevo. Oh, okay. They kind of do this. They're oh. like, our climate climate hero, Greta Thunberg. Okay. They kind of, the, the UN, UNESCO, okay. WNBC. Oh, uh, okay. So they soften it. And then All right. when they want to like accuse like, you know, Trump or whatever, they're like, President Trump, this tre- president's, they do yeah, a lot of uh, this. Like it's, it's crunchier sounding yeah, almost. So I noticed that. I wonder if they have like a training program where okay. when they want to promote something, they extend the vowels. More effective. Yes. The, the protest march in Sarajevo. Oh, I see. The Bolivian protesters against for human rights. Well, I think... Um, the regime change in cha-cha-cha is when they want to <laughs> go against it. That's interesting. That's actually a very interesting thing. I do notice that um, if it's... Um, more of a leftist uh, agenda in general that what they'll do is they'll take certain words from a different language and, and or that have come over to English and they're adopted in English. They'll change it to that country's native accent for that one word. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the abundance of acronyms. Acronyms are a lot. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but especially that, that kind of crunchy sounding for something that they want to make negative... Um, yeah, I, I have noticed that quite a bit, actually. That's an interesting point. It's, it's mind control is what it's it is, bit, if yeah. you're not aware of it. Yeah, it's, very, it's, it's Pavlovian, right? Yeah, and it's introducing, like, soft sounds. It's nice. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Drive your dreams. Yes, <laughs> drive your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. High or not high? Um, manipulative, yes. High or not high? I don't, I think it's a... Uh, very much an agenda. You're saying that the maybe the soft side is the high side, and the or just overall all this just concept. Like, it's mind control, man. They're making the oh. vowels all soft so that we agree with the programming, dude. They call it television programming for a reason, man. <laughs> I would say um, you bring up a lot of good points. I don't think it's something. I don't think that's paranoid at all. No, no. I think that's something I'm going to notice the next time I listen to the news. Frankly, um, and I think more people should pay attention to that. Yeah, I don't think that's a hey man. I think it's a hey, watch out, really. Because a lot of um, news presenters don't have degrees in journalism; they have degrees in like media studies and, oh, wow, or okay. something like that, yeah. or communications yeah. or something. So they they do study mm. this type of thing in mm. their training, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Next time you hear the news, pay attention to how they say it. Pay attention to the how it's drawn out, and then you know the the whatever that network's take on it is. Uh, interesting game, and uh, definitely not high. Not high. Okay, I got one more. Okay, podcasts have made Christmas music better. Podcasts have made like Christmas music better, man. <laughs> have you noticed? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Listen. I got my podcast on. I'm like not listening to okay. what's going on in the stores anymore. Okay. And like I take them off and I hear Christmas music and I'm like, whoa, dude, that's Christmas music, man. I haven't heard it. But like before podcasting, brah, I'd be like no headphones all the time. And like Christmas music starts October right after uh, <laughs> Halloween is there. And it's like, just Christmas music. I don't even like it. But now with podcasts, take off the headphones, and it's like, oh, there's a bit of a Christmas to do. I'm feeling festive, man. Um, clearly, you've put a lot of thought into this. I like the premise. Um, I think it depends highly on the song they use as the example song when they, when they inevitably reenact it. So if it is... not tweet. You better not Google. Okay. Better not message. You better not... <laughs> What's the other one? Because there's a new Google clause coming <laughs> to your computer. I think that links back to the previous one, and that would not be high. <laughs> However, uh, let's see. If it was... Okay, um, I feel like... Mm, uh, Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bells might be high. Um, 
Uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas song. I'm dreaming. Could be high, yeah. My white privilege. (laughs) Nat King Cole, come on now. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're just trying. (laughs) Um, Burl Ives, Holly Jolly Christmas. Maybe high. Um, uh, More modern. Okay, how about this? More modern. uh, What's the one that Mariah Carey sings? Oh, all uh, I want for Christmas is you. Yes. Would you say that's high or not high? That's high. Oh, okay. All right. Because I think it's Obviously. one, but not the other. Okay. I think the old. If you say the older Christmas carols are are high, then the newer ones are not. Which mm. do you think are more? Um, well, the older ones are actually written for like World War II vets returning back to America to oh, wow. re-indoctrinate them back into society. Okay. And a lot of the traditional Christmas music from like the 50s and stuff is yeah. actually written by a lot of Jewish people from the uh, industry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I would say not high. Not high. So new ones are not are high. Mm. Okay. Uh, so like Andy Williams, most wonderful time of the year. No, that would... Uh, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I think that's the best way to go. Okay, new Christmas carols brought up as a reference in an, in the inevitable reenactment would be high. Older ones, not high. Not high. Let's see. Case can... closed. Wait for it. I like the steel guitar. Blue Christmas. Podcasts are making Christmas like better, man. <laughs> okay, if it was Blue Christmas, I think I'm going to go with high. But, um, <laughs> All right, let's yeah. close the segment. All right, closed. High. Or not high. I feel like we accomplished a lot with that segment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now, uh, as always, we like to talk about music and uh, the music scene here. Um, I like my jingle. I, I love your jingle. I, I say put as many jingles. Um, I actually would All like to have... Way. Yeah, one... <laughs> nice. Um, more, one episode of more jingles than actual speaking would be excellent. Yeah, coming up. <laughs> All right. So, um, as always, we like to give a little bit of music advice from our point of view. It might not be useful to you, um, but it's the things we've learned and maybe we wish we knew when we uh, got started in the business. Um, in the biz. Well, not even the business, just in, involved in the scene. Yeah. So, um, uh, the one thing I'd like to ask you, um, if I was a beginner musician, even a beginner foreigner musician that wanted to perform, what would be a good place to go to? When I first started doing uh, music on my own, I was doing it in um, underground bars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was a good place to go. Yeah. Um, I used to do shows at a bar. It's now closed in Nishiyogi Kubo called Zen Pussy. Really? Yeah, and it was I've a never girl heard who this. ran it. Oh, okay. And it was like a real crazy weird place, okay. super underground. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of like a anything goes place, All right. and it was very artistic. A lot of artists were there. So okay. they did these um, like folk shows or piano shows or, or mm-hmm. little art shows. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't hokey. It was weird. Oh, okay. And so... Then there was another bar that it wasn't I went pretentious. To. It was not pretentious at pretentious at all. It okay. was it was like it was stumbling upon a true underground freak zone of artists in Tokyo. Okay, it was awesome. Uh, but then I would go to another bar, yeah. and it would be like a sports bar, kind of. Yeah, and I'd right. have a soccer game playing. So then oh, I'm like, dear. there's three guys. They're trying to watch the show, and like they turn up the music. Like the, so, yeah. You got to find what I'm trying to say is, yeah, yeah. you got to find the right bar. Oh, so you definitely. Gotta, yeah. You got to scope out some scenes. Yeah, scouting it out for sure. Uh, Scout absolutely. it out and then see which ones do live shows. Yeah. And then if you're starting out, take some early shows and uh, mm-hmm. find some people you want to work with and then take it from there. And it, it, it's also a way to develop independently from. If you're doing it as a foreigner living in Japan, yeah, you can develop your music a little bit outside of your foreign community, and then yeah, that yeah. gets you 
practicing Japanese a little bit more. It oh. also gets you um, promoting your music in a more interesting way. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's I don't really do a lot of live music anymore because I'm kind of tired of always having to do it at night in bars and stuff. Sure, but sure. when I was starting out in my mid twenties in Japan, that's what I did. And yeah, it, it no. worked. It worked pretty well. It, it, it was really rewarding because it's a totally new world. You're yeah. disconnected from everybody else. Nobody yeah. else is doing it. it and, you're, and you're from wherever you are, whatever yeah. you're doing. And uh, you get to meet a whole bunch of cool, funky, weird people who aren't industry types. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and it being Japan, it's m- the worst off you might be uh, is embarrassed if you didn't <laughs> um, like... It's there's not. It's good to be embarrassed. Yeah, no, Especially I agree with that. Especially if you're actually, outside yeah. of your own community, right? It's a way to develop some pretty tough skin. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. But I mean, there's not any. There's very little inherent danger. It's just you have to ha- be bold enough to go in by yourself and say, "I want to play." I think the worst thing they're going to do is either laugh in your face, which actually doesn't happen that much, but mostly just be like, "No, you, it doesn't match" or something, and that's the worst that's going to happen, mm. um, as compared to walking into a dodgy place. Maybe in the States, you know, it, you don't know what you can get involved in. Japan, yeah, there's very little risk outside of, like, personal feelings. Yeah, exactly. So so scout out, that's one. Um, how about open mics? Do you have any, are there any good open mic scenes that you know of? Uh, I used to do an open mic yeah. every month at okay. Gamuso. I did it for two and a half years. And this is Gamuso in um, Asagaya. Asagaya Station, right? Yeah. So that's a, would you say that's a good spot to get? It was it was it was very successful for a period of time. It was okay. one of their highest grossing evenings. Okay. Um, when I was running it, yeah. Uh, then you know, just things after two and a half years. Sure, like sure. Open, open mic. I think that's a healthy time. Yeah. I just stopped doing it. Okay. Um, but that was good. Yes, it, it was a good way because I, I wanted to promote it as a musicians for musicians place. Okay. Great. And so it would it was like on a I want to go more slowly. I did it on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Sure. And. Uh, I was trying to put it as a thing like, come over, practice what you're working on, Mm -hmm. see if it works, see if it doesn't work. There will be other people there to play with you if you want to. Um, And with that in mind, for a while, it attracted a nice group of people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I would just say from my region in Chiba, there are a few good spots that have regular open mics. Um, one in Chiba, uh, Toppers again, Toppers. Um, then, uh, Toppers bar and also, uh, the bar, um, what is it? American FM has a regular monthly open mic. Those, those are, are very different places from each other. Oh, as definitely. Well. Yeah. Um, but they are both, uh, I think acoustic. So you do have to, it's hard to, it's, it's best for singer songwriters or maybe, maybe, uh, duos, but a full band wouldn't probably wouldn't work. If you want to do a lot of soloing. Yeah. Uh, I suggest looking for sessions. Sessions, okay. Yeah, so a session open mic is when it attracts a lot more um, professional musician types. So not the singer-songwriters, not not the experimental people, but the people who uh, are doing music semi or full-on professionally who want to play with other pros without having to think about money. So they oh, slap okay. down a couple thousand yen. There's usually like a pro bass or a pro drummer there. Wow. And then okay. they rip it up with a lot of solos okay. and a lot of structure like that. I see. Okay. That's I a, didn't know that's this. That's a very popular uh, style of open mic as well. The okay. session. Session open mics. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here. Not first, but well, I heard uh, it here first. How's for, that? Yeah. And it's a little bit more unique to Japan. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Because um, for some reason, Japanese people like to be engineers more so than okay. creative in ah, general. Okay. And so that also applies, in my view, to a lot of musicians where they're not really interested in expressing some sort of creativity. but They want to set up the structure for the creativity maybe? Yeah. Okay. Like the, I think that they're thinking about it in more in terms of technical mastery okay. rather than creative expression. Oh, okay. You find a oh, lot more Japanese people like that. Like mm. uh, in, in Generally in Japan, yeah. they... In America, I, I will be the best by being me. Right, right. In, in Japan, I will be the best through the mastery of an art or a skill. Oh, okay. And so I find that in the Japanese musicians, mm-hmm. also in that pillar of thinking, yeah. the number of people that think like that are higher 
so the musicians that think like that are also hired because it's a segment ah, okay. of the population in general. Oh wow! Sounds like those would be really good shows to just watch. Frankly, they, oh, you can you can yeah. catch some amazing uh, just sh- like a lot of people are like just play the song, man. But if yeah, you just yeah. want to see technical wizardry okay. and some of these open mics, yeah, you, like you, they're not in a super big arena or anything like that. Sure. But it's that level of of musicianship that you can just go and watch. Now, usually when I hear that, it's I'm thinking more like a, a jazz session or something like that, but it's not... It is, could be jazz. It could be fusion. Okay. Like, funk is very popular. Really? Yeah, because, okay. again, it's a lot of... Okay. And you have to be very precise with your drumming and the, okay. and the bass, and it has to lock up as a unit. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and so it's not it's not loose and free. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. It's, it's technical clocks. Syncing up together, ah, oh, like cogs, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for those. Actually, I'm gonna see what I can find with that. Great. Sometimes uh, Andy Garcia, <laughs> my activism. Yeah, yeah, Andy Garcia. Okay. Andy Garcia sometimes runs one in uh, Akasaka Mitsuke. At oh wow, okay. I'm right the, there. So the crawfish at crawfish. Okay, you heard it here. Okay, Andy Garcia at the crawfish. Check out his. Uh, Session open mics, and um, you'll probably see some amazing people playing together. So uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, and if you go to these sessions, sometimes the musicians leave their bags everywhere. If you're a paying customer, you can just say, why are your bags everywhere? Can I sit down here somewhere or something? Because musicians are not thinking about the customer. They're thinking about their solos oh, sure, and, sure. and things yeah. like that. So they just leave their bags everywhere. And oh, okay. And so you're paying like 2,000 yen. And it's yeah. just like you come in and there's just bags everywhere. <laughs> like, Do you mind if I sit yeah. here and drink? <laughs> so people who organize shows yeah. and you're charging 2,000 yen for yeah. people to come in, Clean up your fucking bags, man. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a bad image. Okay, whose responsibility is that? Should the organizers. The, the organizers should be telling the musicians to yeah, clean yeah, it up. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, when you're, when you're a customer, you're a customer. When you're a musician, you're a musician. Right. So when you're in these positions in life, yeah. you're thinking differently. Like, oh, I yeah. teach adults, like, who are very capable at, at, at Wi-Fi engineering. Right, Like, yeah. they make Wi-Fi faster and cheaper. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they do that. Right, right. But when they are my students, yeah. they are students. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, course. I didn't bring a pencil. Like, but they yeah. wouldn't do that in their job. So your position and what you're doing at that time and place affects the way you think. Mm-hmm. And musicians um, are, are lazy when it comes to thinking about other people when they have to play music. Okay. Well, I would maybe just microscopically focused like on one point and everything else is kind of not not a worth thinking about or not important. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's a good point, too. So if you're an organizer, make sure you uh, keep your musicians from, from keeping the whole area organized, I guess. You're hurting cats. <laughs> you're hurting cool cats. And on that note. Uh, okay. Do you mind if I go on? To, yes, I had one on, other point, I'm, I'm actually. Um, at those open mics, um, do you think maybe a good strategy would be to take um, a video, a live video for that? Or should you, um, for example, focus on making a music video? Or, That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, Are they worthwhile? Do we need them anymore? So I, was, I've been watching, I can't remember their name, yeah. but uh, some of the most popular music videos... Yeah. Uh, are live or recorded live in a room. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Verfwolf, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of just people in a room, mm-hmm. and those get 500,000 views. Oh, wow. Okay. Or a million views. Yeah. But it, it's set up nicely. Right, and it's recorded professionally. And, yeah, yeah, but even though the, there's, like, shit on the walls, sure, it, sure. It's, it's done in a way that it's presented in a certain lens. Yeah, yeah. Or you could hire an editor, get a green screen, right. get, and then film and edit, and then up. Mm-hmm. I, I think live is the better. It's faster. It's easier. Mm-hmm. You can do more of them. It might be better as the first step, but also you have to do it right. So, and well, that can Sturgill also... Simpson's okay. new album yeah. was recorded with uh, professional anime artists. Oh, wow! And then uh, uh, broadcast on Netflix as really? a whole animated music project my goodness wow. it's amazing sturgill but, okay yeah but it's super and high top level animators right yeah yeah so i don't know a lot of editors and, and music, like mm-hmm. creative types are really cheesy yeah so sure. they can take your 
idea and turn it into a cheesy music video. That's, that's a good point, though. Or the, you can get a good live recording. Yeah. Uh, or just walking around town. Yeah. And it, put that together. I don't know. Well, if the music video, you're right. If the um, the concept doesn't work, it can really work against you. But um, let's just, again, think of, of you know, run-of-the-mill musicians. They probably don't have more recording artist um, equipment than maybe their own phone. So... To start off with, is it still good to take one live video and just have that so you have an example of what you can do when you're trying to get a gig? Okay. What I meant was you have a good audio recording. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you take that audio recording and stitch it to a live recording. Oh, okay. All right. So you could have multiple camera angles okay. or you could do multiple shows. Yeah, yeah. And from those multiple shows, like a, I see, okay, like a edit from several live shows, mm-hmm. or you have a recording of something, and you in your recording studio mm-hmm. you practice that song the way it's recorded, oh, okay, and from a few different angles, yeah, and then you stitch that together, okay, okay, I got you, yeah, but just recording with your phone, I don't really like it. No, no, yeah, for audio um, for audio. I mean, I think if it's the only way to get that first step down, then yes. But it, it, you're giving a very poor example of what you can do. So, okay, taking the live footage and stitching that together uh, over something that you've recorded well. Oh, that's a great, yeah, I think that works really well. Anybody can do it with yeah. iMovie on their phone. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then you don't need to hire editors and get green screens and, mm-hmm. and do all of that. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, how about lyrics videos? Those seem to be... Very uh, popular, you know what I mean? You know what's because everybody's using subtitles now. Yeah, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. it kind of fits with a popular trend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, people don't listen. They just, I, I guess they listen. I don't mm. know. I've been listening to the No Agenda podcast, and they've been talking about the use of subtitles. Okay. And how, so, but I'm not sure about subtitle videos. Okay. I don't like them very much. All right. I guess if uh, it's a good halfway, I mean... It, it, they, may, they depress me because it just okay. makes me realize nobody studies English anymore and uh, everybody's okay. word choices are boring and there's no... The only passion is in their voice, not in their minds. Oh, wow. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. Again, uh, a fair critique. Bunch oh. of troglodytes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I could see what you're saying, where you're coming from there. So, um, go with the live video, go with the live footage, uh, over, uh, <laughs> I love that you bring these little symbols in and just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I'm speaking, when bring it speaking. up. So. <laughs> uh, in any case, the last thing I wanted to mention is, um, one good, uh, resource that I've found that, um, at least, uh, Instead of just randomly finding like blogs or radio stations to uh, send your music to, there is a place now that kind of vets them. And uh, you can, con- in a controlled rate, not just you can't mass mail it, but you can uh, look up places that ma- might match your music and you can send your music out to them. There's a- it's called submithub.com. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, there, uh, it's mainly, I think, more blogs than radio stations. And also, there's things like uh, just uh, Instagram influencers as well as uh, Spotify lists. And um, basically, you either give a link to your YouTube music. Um, they usually they want some kind of studio recording. They don't want just live. Um, or like a SoundCloud link is fine as well. All right. And what you, how you classify your music, you enter that in. And then they give you a, a list of matching things, and they actually rate how well you match up with their, their, uh, the content they play. So what they do is they actually give you free credits, but only two per, I think, every four hours or something like that. So you can't just find everything and mail to everyone. Sure. Now, there's also a pay option, and there's much more of a, uh, uh, there's a better chance of being accepted if you use the pay option, of course. But the uh, free option also, there's a chance that they'll accept your submission and play it or promote it in any way that, uh, you know, they see fit. Is it, so what, what, can you re explain the service? What do they do with the music? Well, it's. Do they um, make a music video? No. No. No, no. Um, it's basically they just point you in the right direction uh, for places that would promote it. 
Oh, okay. So That's instead all. of spraying yeah. your content to every site. Yes. They'll say, what genre yeah. do you touch on? Which different genres? Of course, it's going to be more than one. And they say, okay, this list of blogs and uh small radio stations and Spotify users would maybe interested in your music. A lot of times they're not. A lot of times you'll get just a, a message back saying they didn't accept it. But it's a way to get them to at least consider it. Oh, that's interesting. What's it called again? Submit Hub, uh, one word, dot com. And you're not taking money from these people? Nope. <laughs> I actually am not. I've only paid money to these people, but a, it did actually help. It helped. Oh, yep. Okay. Submit Hub. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good intel. That's good intel indeed. All right. So I think uh, I'm feeling another theme song coming on. Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget. Best G-O-T-W. That was the one. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. So I got one. This is translated. Um, and I'll, I'll read it here. Whoa, this text is small. A woman living in Nagoya City was arrested by the Metropolitan Police Department for sending a threatening email to a major anime goods sales company, Animate, saying, I'll kill you all. Arrested was Choi Yu Fa, 34, who lives in Nagoya City with a Korean nationality, was arrested by a major anime goods sales company, Animate, in August this year. Uh, this is translated, so it's not perfect. Right. It course. has been suspected that the mail has been sent 13 times and the business had been interrupted. Interrupting business is a is a law, uh, is a violation of a law in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. According to the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department, there were some threatening emails saying, I wish I had killed you all, not kill any employees, and repeated killing over 3,852 times. That's a lot. The suspect has been suspended from September last year due to repeated cancellation of goods ordered at the online shop. And she said, I was angry because I was not convinced of Animate's response. It is to admit the charges. So there we go. I'm still wondering, what exactly is... Why is she angry? Okay. Don't really know. She just wants to kill them all. I wish I had killed you all. And not per- very particular, not kill any employees. Yeah. Because um, there was the big fire at the Kyoto Animation Studio that oh, killed okay. around 40 people. I got you, okay. Where a guy came in with gasoline, All accused right. them of, of plagiarism, and then lit, them, lit the place on fire and like 40 people died. Do you get the feeling that she and maybe sent a, like maybe her first 50 were just no response and just to get some kind of reaction, she started, just started. Maybe she ordered something from them and didn't like it. Yeah. As well, like a disgruntled customer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just this idea of somebody please acknowledge I've actually sent, I have actually have a problem. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, at this point, it's like you have to be over the top for people to even look your way kind of in, in some ways. It's yeah. so isolated. Yeah. And um, it's just you're isolated alone in an echo chamber, and it just builds and builds and builds until it gets this exponential response where it's over the top. So finally, it actually makes the news, and people notice it. I think it's because stupid gotcha. <laughs> Some people are just really stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've been angry at places and wanted revenge, so I can understand. Uh, but I've never acted upon my desire to get revenge. It's like a Eventually, you just leave it behind and go somewhere else, you know? Not every store can be perfect. Yeah, no, but uh, you you also, you and I both, actually, also have kind of, some kind of outlet. I'm just imagining people that don't have that outlet. Yeah, if if animation goods is your outlet. Yeah, right, exactly. You're obviously on the wrong path. Yeah, You're on the path to, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, regicide. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, in any case, though, it's uh, like, I don't think it's nearly as easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, the, think about the, um, the people that don't leave their house. How many millions of those are? The are hikikomori. Yeah, hikikomori. Exactly. Um, like, there's a real problem of just not having a direction. And yeah. you, have to, you have to release emotion somehow. You know? So... And it, 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 when 
it's not acknowledged. It goes in all kinds of twisted ways. <coughs> so, like, yeah. um, some people just, you know, refuse to acknowledge the outside world after a while. Some people just are like, well, if the only way you're going to actually respond is if I say I'm going to kill you, then I'm going to say it as many times to get a response. Yeah, I think um, as a society, Japan, if you look at the ocean, like yeah. openness, mm-hmm. the five, big five personality traits. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, extroversion is very low, but right, conscientiousness right. is very high. Right. So I think people just get so focused on something. Yeah, yeah. That they don't tell other people about it. Yeah. And then it just leads pinpointing through this avenue of hell. Well, also it's a high context society, but we're not. How would I say you're supposed to read the room, but yeah, you're you're over the age of thirty. Stop buying animation goods. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, okay, fair enough, fair point. Um, but do people aren't trained to read other people? You know what I mean. And everybody has their own interpretation of the signals they're giving off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I've so why didn't that. you understand what I said? Yeah. And where you say something one way and it's taken up by another. Right. Exactly. Like uh, just I, when I was coming into the mm-hmm. into the so called studio but yeah. with the bulletproof glass and the millions of people and the right. drum sets and all that. Yeah. A guy yeah. opened the door and he looked at me and he was like, "Oh, hello. Excuse me." He didn't say, "Oh, konnichiwa, sumasen." Yeah. 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 Now, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who I am, right. I can be like that racist pig. Yeah. Or I can just be like. It's an old man trying to be friendly. And yeah, I'm no, obviously right. Obviously not Japanese. So cool. what am I going to do? So yeah. I, I let that stuff slide. Of course. Yeah, of but course. a lot of people kind of go, that guy, he was racializing me. Well, yeah, and it's also how personal you'll take it without having any. I don't see a lot of empathy. Like, okay, where is this guy coming from? Okay, you right. know, like like what you just did. Actually, this guy is sees I'm not Japanese, tries to be friendly, and says it. That's yeah. probably, and most likely, that's what it was. If I was in Africa, he would he would probably try to beg for money or something, you know. It depends where in Africa. Africa is a huge. I continent, know, but it's but, really I poor. Mean, and if I'm if I'm like dressed in a business suit, walking around, mm. people are probably gonna hello, sir. Do you have any money? <laughs> like a Dickens novel, really. <laughs> yes, that's my African. <laughs> yeah, accent. okay, that's your African. Sir, excuse me. I am a poor African gentleman from the Congo. Not Congolese, mind you. I'm from elsewhere. <laughs> Would you happen to have some money from where you are from so that I may use it to purchase alligator meat and other things from the bush? <laughs> it would be crocodile meat in the Congo, I'll oh, have you know. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's where I screwed up. It wasn't the that's where you screwed up. <laughs> wow. Well, right. We have one more stupid guy. Okay, let's hear week. it. Um, should we do it? Uh, video services and alleged extortion by Angelica Michibata's husband. Okay, I don't know what this is actually about, but okay. I, oh, what I, what happened was this woman goes out, yes, and okay. she's filmed um, in a bar. We're sitting really close and like brushing up against this dude. Okay, and it gets filmed. All right, and now everybody's angry. Um, okay, I oh. Is it one of these anime kind of angries where we're not really sure why they're angry, but they're just saying they'll kill you? Or no, it's not like that. Hold on, let's see if I can. Yeah, even okay. The news report even says it only paints a vague picture of what transpired. Interesting. But she's kind of famous. So on August seventh, Michibata's husband Kim Jong Hee. We're not trying to be anti-Korean. We're not trying to be anti-Korean. No, no, we're not. A thirty-seven-year-old Korean really national not. entered the office of a male corporate officer in Shibuya Ward and demanded a payment of about three thousand five hundred dollars. I will mess up your family, Kim said. If you lie, I'll pierce your ear, your eyes with a pencil, which is a very strange threat. Yeah, um, very specific. So, basically, filmed in a Daikanyama bar. And she's a model, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. don't be a stupid guy, Jin. If you're a famous model, don't go to a bar and basically rub up against people because you're an asset. You're an asset. That model's got a great asset. <laughs> and someone's going to take video. Like, you should be doing, like, close the door at least, you know? What are you thinking about? Yeah. Everybody's guess... got a phone. If you're, if you're, if you're 50% famous of anything... 
and you're going outside and, and, and committing mild adultery, someone's going to film you. Mild? Well, I mean, okay, the clinging closely to one another as they sip alcohol, that's what was in the video, okay? That officer yeah. that he wanted money from. Number one, I don't know if you were snuggling up to my wife, I want money is the right response, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I Even that, I'm a, I'm a little bit, I don't I don't know how to react to All this. All right, let's yeah. close this segment. <laughs> Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget, best G-O-T-W. All right, moving on. Yeah. Social scenes. Social scenes indeed. Sorry, can I go back to that one second? Yes, of course. Um, Michibata issued an apology on her website of her agency. Shouldn't that be something that you you do to your you say to your husband directly? Isn't it? Do you really think that's a a public apology? It's is called the way to stupid go? gaijin of the week for a reason. Okay. I mean, <laughs> none of these none of this makes sense to me. Yeah, like this one's a little bit. I'm a gaijin. I'm yeah. often very stupid. Yeah, but I I, I, I just. I'm not really this type of, you know, famous model type going out drinking and apologizing to my my social media fan base. Yeah, it, it's who do these people think they are and they live in It a, does come off like she's apologizing to her fans before she, even her husband for this, which yeah. just blows I don't really my mind. I care about my husband cuz yeah. I got my fans, yeah. I have my followers. Yeah. I let my followers down. Well, um in any case we wish the couple well. <laughs> yeah, good luck with good your, luck with all of it. With yeah, your, yeah. With now moving on from this point in your life, yes, happiness is sure to follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You wanted to talk about the social th- scene. Did you still want to do that? Oh, um, you know what? Um, I was actually thinking maybe we should go on to your next segment. Okay, we can case. do social scene yeah. next week because we already we kind of did a social scene. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, so we can right. do that next next time. All right. right. Uh, okay, we got the new Tokyo Olympics, th- Tokyo Olympics theme song. Really? Okay. Um, it's called Tokyo Olympics theme song because the official word is Olympics. Okay. So an Olympic theme song mm-hmm. would just be any general theme song about the Olympics. Oh, But the official okay. theme song has to be the Tokyo Olympics theme song because okay. it's not an adjective. It's actually a noun. They pluralize it to yeah, show. Okay. It's because it's official. It's a, it's a trademark. It's a copyright. <laughs> And it's seriously true. That's okay. That's why it's called the Tokyo Olympics theme song. One S makes all the difference in the world here. Yeah. Interesting. Let's go. Let's hear it. Haka says what's known as a para-support ambassador. He wants to help achieve a barrier-free society. His new piece is called Legacy. I wanted to write something that would get people excited and lift their spirits. So he's a blind guy. Okay. uh, Visually impaired. Okay. And do you think it was a diversity hire? (laughs) That just came to me as like a real jerk thing to think about. No, it's actually a very nice uh, theme song. And it's it's a little bit dry. I feel like I'm getting off of an airplane. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, it sounded like an, an airport kind of song. But it's very general. And yeah. If, if people are moving up and moving around. Yeah. I, I do like this part in the song. Not this part, but this part. Pop, pop, pop. Okay. That's a nice pattern. Okay. Pop, pop, pop. Um, yeah, it... I'm maybe the wrong person to ask about this, but the right one because I'm the only other person here. Right. But, um, Hello, chairs. Yes, right. <laughs> um, I uh, that kind of it. It feels manipulative to, to me. It feels like it's just trying to, I don't know, inspire feelings that you don't necessarily have. Like it's like overly. Uh, overly, um, it's overly sentimental, sentimental and yeah. encouraging. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm sure I, I, people disagree, but I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't care for it. 
Yeah, it's a little bit dry. It's it's so It's not the Rocky theme. It's not the Rocky <laughs> theme. Yeah. Because everything is so corporate. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it sounds safe. All of the life is squashed. Yeah, any risk is is eliminated yeah. so as to avoid. They're not going to have the stupid gaijin of the week at the Olympics. And everyone is more the poorer for it, I the think. The Tokyo Olympics yeah. Yeah. stupid gaijin of the week. <laughs> Imagine there was a big screen that came up. <laughs> yeah, my face is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing you out of the way to get on the screen. Yeah. Me, me. me. Yeah. Um, uh, five rings. To, to, <laughs> to be fair, though, I'm, I'm often... Six rings. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I want the Asian co-prosperity sphere to uh, gain more traction at this Olympics. That's why I am here as a gaijin. Well... I'm not usually entranced on the first listen by a lot of music. It, ha- it takes a while to catch on. And in this one, this is a kind of music that really needs an image to go with it. It needs the image of something, someone striving to you know, win or uh, crossing a finish line, and I think that changes the whole idea of it. Mm. I think as it is, it's not great, but accompanying like, you know, some real uh, difficult hurdle, like footage or... Even failing footage that would work. Yeah, I forgot to get a call in. Oh wow! Did That's anybody? Too bad. I, 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 because we did it at a different time. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to put it out there. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Yeah, that's all right. We'll get a call next time. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up. Okay. On this, on this thing here, uh, we'll finish it with boring or not boring. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to. And this. I yeah. got another little little thing. Okay. For is it or is it? Yeah. Because that's we have. What do we got? We got high or not high. Yeah. We and have, we also have other is it or is it? Yeah. Is it something or not something? Yeah. So that's, this is. Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it? So that would be the general theme song. All right. Okay. I like it. (laughs) I like that we have a theme for that as well. And these are just um, headlines, again, from the Japanese news. Is it boring or not boring? Okay. My theory is that as Japan's society ages, it's getting more and more boring. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Narita Temple begins annual New Year's cleaning. Oh, dear. (laughs) Geisha begin preparing for New Year. Um, it sounds not boring, but all they do is they sit on, in a room and bow at each other, um, which is just like what most people do all the time in Japan. Mm, so this headline, boring or not boring? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go... Uh, I'll go with boring. Boring? Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting to watch them clean the temple, but it's okay. not... It's not it's, it's boring at the same time. Yeah. It's just um, I think, though, it's kind of like the reason... Uh, New Year's Day, my mother-in-law dominates, takes control of the TV and watches uh, the Ekiden, the marathon run. Which is boring. Yes, insanely boring. Um, But I think it's it's familiar and it's comforting. I think that's the main... Japanese people like the step-by-step towards the goal. Yeah, a little bit like... Which is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In in this case, I'd I'd go with yes, but... I think it's something you want in the background of something you've seen every year and in the same way, in the same tradition. And it is good footage in some of the places they're running of the, of like nature and the fauna and the snow-covered mountain or sure. whatever. That Okay, I'll go with that. that that's pretty. But um, yeah, I think it's more just a comfort. And then finally, yeah. show projected on sand. The Sand Museum in Totori Prefecture is putting on a new show using projection mapping. The theme is South Asia. Here's the music. Okay. I like the elephant. Yeah. 
it's a sand museum in Totori Prefecture because Totori is the only prefecture in Japan with sand dunes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen pictures. Um, you know, if they left it as just uh, sand projections, was it in Totori Museum or something? Yeah. I, I I'd be interested. I'd be curious at least. Do you know what an old lady had to say? Okay, I'd love to hear it. that. <laughs> Which is a really nice thing to say. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I would say not boring in that one. All right, not boring. Yeah. yeah. Although right. the music that they you played, was that for a promotional clip or just... That's what they play during the mapping. Okay, fair so enough. So you're sitting in a chair listening to that music, okay. looking at sand and projection mapping. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, with a visual, it's just a very slow build. Yeah. So if I was trying to promote it, I wouldn't use that song. That for... was the promotion. Yeah, okay, it was, all right. I guess if there's a visual to go with it, maybe, but as is, know. just no. It's kind I'll go with boring. Boring. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dude. And that's, I think, I got to wrap it up because I got to go do a, a talk at the International Fellowship at the Sun Plaza. All right. Well, um, best of luck to you with that. And uh, I guess we should wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening. And um, again, if you want to know the inner workings from an outsider's perspective with no insight, please. Tune into the next show. Thank you. Yep. This is Tokyo What Podcast, blowing hot air out of Tokyo's backside. Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, in the show notes, you can contact us and subscribe to our RSS feed uh, at MatthewPMBigelow.com. Thank you for and, listening. Uh, yeah, send us, sorry, just a quick thing. Send us your thoughts. Anything, any criticism, good or bad, we'd love to hear it. So, um, yeah. We read our hate mail. We, yeah, we would definitely read it. Thanks a lot.